Welcome to Unknown History. My name is Valiant Deming. And I'm Finnegan Courtney. Today we're going to be talking about yellow journalism, which is one of the most unknown and historic forms of journalism out there. It was first uh, used in the late 1800s when two of the biggest newspapers in the United States, the New York World and the New York Journal, were competing in order to drive readers and viewers up on it. Joseph Pulitzer, who was the publisher of the world, decided to try and drive up sales by trying to sensationalize topics like sex and crime, things often sensationalized today, which we nowadays know as yellow journalism. Yellow journalism back then was widely used throughout it, both by the world of first and then also by the journal. It was basically just like stretching the story to a point when it became not even this real journalism anymore. It was sometimes falsified, sometimes uh, just overused. And sometimes just playing on the most like uh, sensationalizing topics on there, like if it's like a murder story, they they would just play on like the murderer on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like over sensationalizing it. So you might be asking, um, where does the yellow part of the, I guess, yellow journalism comes from? And it's from when um, Hearst hired away uh, from Pulitzer, a cartoonist who had drawn a comic strip on the, um, I think it's the world. Um, where it was like this yellow kid and he'd wear like a yellow dress or whatever and he'd say stupid stuff, I guess. And so he hired that cartoonist away from the world and then Pulitzer hired another cartoonist who ran the same comic strip comic strip on the um, on his in his newspaper. So the competition um, drew so much attention that they called it yellow journalism. Right. And uh, another later example of yellow journalism is with the Spanish-American War, which took place also in late eighteen ninety in late eighteen nineties. Right. And in a quote, Hearst and his reporters, uh, they boost the circulation for it by writing sensationalistic stories about it, even sometimes lurid and untruthful stories about atrocities in Cuba happened prior to the war. In a quote from back, uh, never mind, actually. In uh, a quote from it. Uh, someone says, today the old journalism inexplicably targets their own country, even while our soldiers are at risk and at war. Perspective and proportion are lacking. It is the reaction of people who usually have no first-hand battlefield experience. It cannot be overemphasized that soldiers risk their very lives under extreme and hostile circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I think we should shift to how yellow journalism is kind of still around today. And it... The, its roots, um, you can still see them today, I guess, through stuff like banner headlines on like CNN, on the TV, um, colored comics, tons of illustrations to like showcase what's happening um, around the world. And that's still very prevalent today on CNN, I mean, I, daytime television, cable news and stuff like that. So yellow journalism's effect, um, it's very widely used today, I guess. Yeah. Uh, today, mostly we know it as a tabloid, like which usually is also untruthful, a lot like field journalism. That's kind of become the modern form of it, unlike just sensationalizing like topics in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Now it's just mostly used in tabloids, and most of our newspapers actually are very truthful and trying to avoid the journalism, except sometimes when they try and use it to drive up sales, but like sensationalizing, like not as big things that they did back in the 1800s, right. but more like just overplaying some things that could get like viewers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and techniques that we've seen in yellow journalism were like banner headline as valiant said 
uh, colored comics and like illustrations that were untruthful to what really happened. Right. Huh? And I, I, I think, I guess I take an interesting standpoint where I think yellow journalism when used properly can be an effective tool to get the populace to think about something or um, take action against something. Like in the case of um, segregation, there were a lot of newspapers around the time that were really sensationalizing and making a massive issue out of um, like the Little Rock Nine and stuff like that. And because it was, I guess, a large issue, but it got to the point where it was like everything that you read and everything that you saw every single day was about Little Rock Nine. And it sort of got to the point where everyone in America was talking about it. Everyone knew about it. And I guess that sort of really drived um, conversation and it really moved America forward, I guess, on, in the long run. So in that instance, it could be viewed as good. But there also are a lot of other instances where it's bad. Right. Well, I'm going to disagree with you there and say that yellow, journal, yellow journalism is, is pretty bad. It's almost uh, a disgrace to what re real journalists do every day. Uh, even back in the 1800s, we saw newsmen who, uh, rather than report the facts, decided to report on stories of torture, massacres, and uh, and back in the Spanish-American War that I talked about earlier, uh, talked about civilians who were starved to death in concentration camps and subjected to sexual indignities. Most of, the, most of these were actually exaggerated and fabricated rather than being truthful. And even today, almost 20 years ago now, we saw it after the September 11th attacks when we when they when people were outraged about the uh, prison in Baghdad mm -hmm. and called for people to and called for the the current president at the time, President Bush, to apologize, which of course led to more and more uh, weird weird photos of things that weren't always truthful, but also things that were way over sensationalized and definitely did not need to be as detailed as they were. Like with the, like with, uh, with, like with the torture we saw back then, mm -hmm. along with, as I said earlier, like the war stories that we've heard. Okay. Well, I, I do see your point that it, once it gets a bit overboard, it, it is a problem. And I think that in the instance of like 9-11, it is, it can be extremely bad. It can be a tool that um, is extremely harmful, but I, you have to think of it not as journalism, but as something to sort of move people because people are inspired by really heinous acts of violence. I mean, it's hard, it's not a great thing to think about, but people really are inspired by violence, by really bad things. And it inspires them to do better, I mean, in my opinion. And in instances like that and 9-11, people were misdirected. But I think that in a lot of instances, in instances of like sensationalism and yellow journalism, people can do good. It can influence people to do good. Right. But also it could undercut what it's trying to do and like actually go against uh, like uh, we saw in, in 1898 when the sinking of the of the battleship Maine in Havana Harbor, that almost seemed like too sensationalized and almost what's the word like uh, uh, like kind of unknowing and ignorant of the people who died in it, mm. rather than supporting it like normally and factually, it decided to over sensationalize it, which could cause like. Uh, 
uh, it could, uh, with like families of dead, it could cause like feelings of regret and almost like libel against them mm-hmm. rather than just like reporting the facts on it and right. not, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree there. Yeah. All right. And... Right then. Well, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.